0: Welcome to the Spirit Pathways podcast. I am Kate Sprickley. Our podcasts offer raw, honest and authentic conversations on a number of topics that we hope you find informative and inspiring. Okay, so welcome to Spirit Pathways podcasts. Today I have Jorenza Scoli with me. Who is a life coach, hypnotherapist, consultant, and meditation teacher with Spirit Pathways? Today's conversation will hopefully give you some context and understanding as to what Spirit Pathways is, who I am, and who Fiorenza is. So, welcome, Fiorenza.
1: Hi. It's really I'm really excited about these podcasts that we've decided to do together because it um, there's no question that the work that you do and the work that I do and the work that you have under Spirit Pathways. You have all these different people, all these different therapists and modalities that work well together. And um, so it's exciting that we can start to show people what we're doing and make it a little bit more accessible to those who don't understand what energy work is, which I think is is the 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 most important part of this. And how the energy work works well with all the other modalities.
0: I agree. I think it's exciting that we have these opportunities to unpack all of the stuff um, now that we we've, we've moved into a time where technology is so much more accessible and these sorts of platforms are so much more accessible.
1: Also, I think that the, the, the interesting thing about about COVID is that it has enabled, A, it has given us the technology, the, the fact that we've now become so used to the technology and using it as a way of communicating, but also that because of the all the lockdown and everybody being isolated, people have been catapulted into a moment in which they are going into their inner world. And even people who, up until now, have maybe avoided certain areas of their of their, of their their problems or their issues or their challenges, Covid and being being isolated forced them to look in the mirror and to face things which they weren't able to avoid anymore. And that means that now more than ever, people are wanting to find different ways to access to access their inner the world. And that goes beyond just going to a therapist and talking, because now you know now we're understanding that there are so many different ways to access that in the world and to, to develop practices which enable you to, to really delve deep in ways that you've never done before and find, find remedies for yourself and, and solutions for yourself with the help of experts that can really help you move forward. So it's a, the timing is, is, I think, outstanding.
0: No, I agree. And I mean, I I think it's also, you know, conventional therapies um, work to a certain degree. But what I've always understood is that everything is energetic. And, you know, we we can work on a mental level, we can work on an emotional level, but unless we shift things energetically, nothing really changes, because that's that, that pattern or that program or that challenge or that issue still exists within the energetic field. Um, and you know, this is where I think people are are coming to the realization that not just only are they facing issues, challenges, and problems that have always been here, they are finding that they need to get to the roots of those challenges and get to what lies behind them so that they can properly shift and change and transform themselves and and, and their lives.
1: Yeah, no, and that, yeah, and you're right, and that's where I mean, you're absolutely right that therapy is is. But this is where it's what what you've done under with Spirit Pathways is so amazing is because you've taken, you know, the energetic work is the core work because that's your that's your specialization. But you then brought in everything from coaches to hypnotherapists to meditation teachers to Reiki masters to to therapists, and when each individual um, we, you know, that we 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 create the the right path according to the, the what the person the individual needs, and that you yes, know that that's, that, that's a new that's a very new way of doing it because it's completely holistic.
0: Yeah, it takes into consideration the whole per- person rather than just an individual aspect of the person because if we don't look at the whole we don't really get the full picture of what is going on and, and and why someone is in the state that they're in.
1: And it gives them the opportunity to, to discover and, and to, to discover aspects that they would never otherwise do. Rather than just saying, I'm going to go this way, you know, I'm just going to go down that path or I'm just going to go down that path. They have the opportunity to actually work with several of us, whoever is necessary. And that gives them an opportunity to understand you know, and, different, and you need different things in different moments. There are moments when only energy healing can help you. There are moments when only therapy can help you. There are moments when coaching is what you need because you need to move forward. There are moments when you need to, to learn to con- connect with yourself. So you need to learn to establish a meditation practice. And working with our clients, we can really create a program that gives them, that gives them all the aspects in the moment in which they need it exactly yeah. so on the on the with with the energy healing in mind let's start there because you you know energy healing is something that that um those of us who know about it or or who have been treated by you um we trust and we know and we know it works but a lot of people out there think it's very you know woo woo and they're afraid of it because they don't understand it and they don't understand that it's not just a hands on that it's actually, because you also work remotely with your clients and have done all the way through COVID and, and arguably it's actually, you've worked with, it. you've had an outreach which has been much greater because with, with Zoom with, and, and the fact you can work remotely, it means you've been able to treat clients from all over the world. So if you had to explain to, a, in layman's terms, how energy, energy healing works, or the energy healing that you do works? How would you explain it to somebody, either a layman or a child? How would you explain it?
0: Well, that's a challenging question because it's simplifying something that is quite layered and com- and complex, but not complicated. Um, so it's, it's not a complicated process at all. Um, I, I, um, The reason I got into energy healing was when I had my eldest daughter, Um, I was diagnosed with postnatal depression and put on conventional meds and sent to a conventional therapist and a psychiatrist um, and went through this process of of engaging in that conventional therapy, which didn't actually work for me. Um, To be honest, I loathed my therapist. And felt no real connection with her. You know, she sat there. In fact, the room that she sat in was incredibly weird because she sat in this really shadowy dark space in the room, and I sat next to the near the window in the light, and I could hardly see her at times because of how the light shifted. Um, and I I I I did go because I knew that there was something happening and I didn't understand what it was, and I needed help and I needed to, to, to find some support and this is where I thought I was going to get it Um, however I was sadly mistaken but after a few months of of going through this conventional way um, a friend said to me have you ever tried energy healing and I said well you know don't know anything about it although I was very interested in alternative therapies I'd never actually experienced energy healing in, in in the sense that she was explaining it So I went off to go and see this woman. And I had three sessions with her over two months. After three sessions, I felt completely normal back to myself. I felt connected to myself. I felt connected to my life. I had a deeper understanding of myself that I hadn't had, and, and taking into account that I just turned 26, so I was, you know, a 26-year-old. Year you, you don't really know what, who you are or what's going on. But I got an understanding of myself through these sessions, and I recognized how powerful the work was. and um, And in that in that process, started to understand what my my purpose was. Um, and through that time, I was uh, I started um, writing articles about spiritual awakening, about parenting, about education, about indigo children, about crystal children, all of that sort of stuff. And I was interviewed on radio and on television, and I was writing articles that were being published all over the place. And after these radio interviews and television appearances, I started getting all these phone calls from all these people desperate for help. And I had no idea how to help them. I I'd, I was in corporate. I wasn't even a therapist. I wasn't a counselor. I wasn't any of those things. So I decided to go and do a wee, weekend Reiki course because I thought, well, at least this is something I can do to perhaps help them. And in that Reiki course, of course, everything opened up and. I suddenly had access to my guides in a way that I'd never had access to before and there was obviously a different set of guides that that came through this process and in this time you need to do your 40 hours of of practice so I was hauling in friends and family and practicing on them and while I was working on them I I, I, I didn't actually do Reiki um, because I was getting this guidance from my guides to say You know, put your hand there. Do this. Access that. Say this. I mean, I was literally being told, "Say this. Say this." this." So I was saying things to these people that I had no idea where it was coming from. It didn't make any sense to me because it didn't, you know, made sense to them because it was relevant to them, but it certainly didn't make sense to me. And through this this uh, this exploration, um, I developed a way of working with energy that facilitates a shift, a transformation a release and a healing of the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. And I came to understand that when we work energetically, we are working on all of those levels. We can't just access the spiritual aspect. We need to be able to facilitate the, the, the energy flow and the healing through all the different bodies because we exist in as a whole being with all of those aspects. And so the energy work and energy healing that I do works on those four levels. So when I begin a session, I'm working with someone um, to firstly access the, 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 the flow of energy that moves in from the spiritual into those different aspects. So I start there, and I start working to activate and open up the flow and the movement of energy through their being. Once I've done that, I then feel into the the, the person's um, body, actual physical body, and I start to find the blockages and I start to find the things that need to be released. And for me, it almost looks like a roadmap. So I, I see this energetic roadmap and I see the flow and the streams of energy that are moving through the different layers and levels. And I look for the disconnections. I look for the the dead ends, the areas where the roads have been cut or the roads have been mangled. I mean, a lot of energy can be really mangled. And I start to smooth all of those things, reconnect things that have become disconnected. And as a result of that, a a person often feels um, more centered, more balanced. They have more clarity there's a lightness as the burden of the emotional stuff that they carry is released and cleared and i think you know maybe i should also talk about that with with regards to the energy field is that every single thought that we've had every emotion that we have felt every experience that we have faced the energetic aspect of that is imprinted in our energy field you cannot release it unless it is cleared and it's very difficult for us to do that for ourselves because sometimes there's a little bit of an attachment to that experience or an attachment to that thought or an attachment to that emotion, so we need the influence of someone else who can facilitate that clearing and that and and that release. So what I do is I also look in the whole whole energy field in its entirety, and I look for those imprints. So if there's a trauma that someone's experienced, I find the root of that trauma on an energetic level, and I start to clear it there, so that that then filters into the mental body, the emotional body, and therefore the physical body. Because if we understand that all illness, all dis-ease comes from um, an energetic source, it is not something that starts in the body and then filters out. It is something that either comes in as an experience that we have on a physical level um, and and how we process that emotionally and mentally. Um, I suppose that's, that's... as simple as, as I can make it. When I'm working remotely with people, which is always interesting for the person that's receiving it, for me, it's not. It's something I've been doing for 20 years, but, and, and most people are not open to remote um, healing because they, you know, they don't understand how it works. Um, but thankfully with COVID and everything that's happened, it's forced people to be more open to these things. And so when I'm working with someone remotely, we often start with a Zoom session or a phone call We chat about what's going on um, and I get a sense of where I'm going to be starting to work and and what are the issues that we are looking to clear, what are the traumas that are coming up and uh, and so forth. And then that normally takes about 30 to 40 minutes. We go offline. um, I get the person to lie down for 45 minutes. I actually lie down as well and I energetically connect with that person and I work through my own physical body. So I feel exactly what that person is feeling from an energetic perspective. I begin to feel the aches and pains in their body. I begin to feel the emotions. I feel the heaviness of the thoughts or um, the blockages. And I use my own body as the, the, the tool to clear and release those, which is actually an incredibly powerful process. And I know that there are many energy workers who do remote where they, they will use a dummy, for example. Right. Um, but I've just found that, that because I'm so empathetic I can actually physically feel what's happening in someone I mean people think it's a bit like magic you know I'll say to them you know what have you done to your shoulder why is your knee sore or you know pick something up and they they think it's amazing but actually I'm just feeling it in my body and so I'm able to ask these questions and it it's um and you know, most people that have the, the the remote sessions actually really feel me working on them. People will say they can feel me pulling things out or shifting things, or they feel like their arms or their legs are moving. Um, a lot of people have an emotional release, so they'll start to cry. People see images, pictures, colors. Um, it really is a, a an amazing experience. Well,
1: they, I mean, and, the, I mean, well, you know, it's interesting because you you know you. You are so expert at this that for you it's natural. That you be you obviously and you obviously felt all this. You had a connection to all this since you were little. Mm. So you knew you even before you learned to do energy healing. You knew that that you were in, in contact and in connection with the energies of your the power of energy. Mm. Um, for people who are a little scared of what they don't know, I think that it's it's important for people to understand in order to make it a little bit more. Um, more accessible to them that every day we are first of all we are energy everything is energy everything so it stands to reason that we are connected to everything and that as such not only that but in our everyday life even people who have no idea about it in our everyday life we respond to energies and we feel energies all the time now, you know, one of the things you teach is, um, is when, when when one is working with you and talking about how the difficulties or feelings or relationships, one of your questions is, is this your, is it, are these your feelings or are they the other person's feelings? And that is a very tangible example of how we, in everyday life, we feel what other people feel. So, you know, there are those who are more... Um, more sensitive to it and more aware that that is what they're picking up. Often, I think people just go through their day and they react and they have reactions and they don't understand that they are reacting to what is coming from outside. They think it's just what's going on inside. They don't understand that actually as they walk through the supermarket and walk past somebody who's just had an argument with their husband, they're picking up on the, on their upset or they pick up on other someone's anxiety or, you know, classic example when we have children who are, you know, suffering or have difficulties that we pick up on, our anxiety becomes much greater because it's their anxiety. But if we don't realize that that's not our energy and that's not our stuff, it's very difficult for us to actually, um, to, 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 deal with the issues because we're not dealing with our own issues we're dealing with them so it's one of the lessons you teach is how to separate your energy from someone else's energy or how to recognize and i think for you know anybody whether they understand it or not can 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 think of examples in their lives when they suddenly get into a bad mood and they don't know why and if they realize that the reason is because they have picked up on something else then they can start to hone in on that experience. Because one of the things also is is that once you become aware of that, you start to be able to recognize it. It's a little bit like, you know, you talk about guides. Now, there are many people who are very resistant to the idea of guides. Um, I think also particularly people who are, who have strong religious beliefs. It's very hard for them to integrate the idea of spirit guides with their religious beliefs. But even for those who are not yet open to that, um, and, and to once they, once they realize that actually those those guides do not interfere with any religious belief whatsoever, that they, they cohabit with all the, the religious beliefs. And that's the beauty of, of the, the, the whole concept of, of spirituality is that it incorporates and encompasses everything. But that those, those guides often just those voices that we have in our head those are our guides and everybody every single one of us has voices it's just we think that it's either you know our, our the, either it's the it's the bad voices or it's the the judgment or it's the or it's our doubt you know, Often when we have a voice that says, no, don't do that, don't do that, we think, no, I'm just saying, and then we, we make our conscious mind go into action, and that's where we just silence those voices and just go helter-skeltering ahead and often make mistakes. Often if we just listen to our instinct, I mean, this whole concept of instinct is, you know, what is instinct? Instinct is being in touch with our inner voice. It is being in touch with with the, the, the natural holistic being, you know, it's how animals work. Animals work and they, they work on on instinct and they listen to their their inner voices. And we lost that, you know, we start losing that when we're, you know, I mean, you know better than I how, how the chronology works, but, you know, little children are 100% in, in contact and, and in connection with that energy and with those voices and with their instinct and with the whole the source whereas somewhere along the line quite early we start learning to not listen to that we start learning to be rational and to to conform and we stop listening Mm -hmm. and that's where we, we lose our way and so i think the the spirit pathways concept is to help you bring it brings you back to that place where you of course you can be in society conform when it is necessary but that it puts you back in touch with those voices with that inner voice with your guides with you know but but it also gives everybody you don't have to be spiritually advanced in order to do this you could not not you can know nothing in fact you work with a lot of children and um, and you've worked with my children, and I've seen with them the beauty with them is that because, because they've been brought up to have an open mind, they were very, they didn't even question it. Even my 21-year-old didn't even question it. It was like, okay, I'll do this. And there was a trust, even not, not even questioning how does it work, just okay, let's see, let's see, you know, what happens. And um, and you know, speaking to my son, he he had very tangible, he noticed very tangible differences. Um, and even though he couldn't put his finger on exactly what it was, he could feel shift, he could feel something. And because they are much more in, in you know, and the little ones just go with it without any issue because they, they, they know that it's there. You know, I remember uh, my, my son, as you know, had all sorts of issues when he was little and he had a lot of nurses. And so he was two, and there was one nurse who um, who who she was very Catholic, but she would I would come in and she'd say, "Oh, he's just talking to his angels." And he would be sitting there looking up, and he would be sort of having this conversation. And she knew that he was talking to his angels. Now, as a Catholic, she could that was her connection with those guides. Mm-hmm. So it, it fits into any. Any religion, any spiritual or any philosophy that you have, you, there is a place for this, and I think that's the, the, a very important thing for people to understand: is that it's not it's not magic, it's not it's not something weird and frightening. It's actually just going back to the way we the way we were born, and exactly. to that place from where we came, from that source, and and taking away all the baggage that we have. That we have have taken on over our lifetime, and that is that is very important because unless we get to the essence, we can't really free ourselves, as you said you know the, these these every every experience, every trauma every every pain every you know and even the joys they all have an imprint they all have leave something but as you say, we get attached to it. And those define how we then go forward in the world. And so we have to, you know, it's like having a big spring clean mm-hmm. and how every now and then you need a spring clean in order to take it back to the beginning so you can go and make a mess again. Exactly. And, the more, you know, and the more you do it, the more you become sensitive to it. And I think that's also important for people to understand. They don't need to understand how it works. They just have to have an open mind and then they can form their own opinion but by having an open mind they will be surprised at what they experience because it because it's tangible it's tangible
0: i mean i think you brought up a few good points there i mean one of the things that i think if i really had to simplify it it's about plugging you back into source and so therefore it goes against it doesn't go against any kind of philosophy or any kind of religious beliefs because source is what you define it as that source for some people is God for some people it's Allah for some people it's something else the divine the universe whatever term you give it but essentially energy work with a certainly the kind that I do is literally plugging you back into source and we become unplugged as children because the world around us tells us that this this You know, this magical world that we live in, where everything is connected, where we can see everything, where we can see energy, where we can see the connection between human beings, where we can see the connections that we have towards nature, which is something that children can really see all of that is taught, you know, we're told as children, well, it's your imagination, you know, that person that's sitting at the end of your bed isn't real, it's just an imaginary friend, we're told all of these things, so as a result of that, our mind starts to shut and close, and and we become limited in what we are capable of accessing, what we are capable of seeing, and one of the I love working with children because they are so incredibly receptive and easy to work with Adults are a lot more complicated because there's a they're older and there's a lot more stuff. But one of the things that I, I, I so um, value and 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 appreciate when children come to see me is they step into my therapy space and there's this joy that just emerges from within them. Their face lights up, they smile, they fiddle with everything that I've got here. They ask a thousand questions. They've never met me before, but they it's like they know. And what is so amazing is that I can see in them the relief that what they know exists in this world, that they step into my space and they know That what they see, what they feel, and what they they, they sense is true. That I am the one person that is able to say to them, it is all real. Um, And, you know, so when I work with children, I have to work with the family as well, but, you know, particularly the mothers, obviously. um, And and enable, you know, teach the parents that actually don't limit your child, don't shut them down, don't uh, get them to... Um, not trust themselves, because that's the other thing, you know, as we disconnect from ourselves, as we disconnect from source, we learn not to trust ourselves. So those instincts and the intuition that we that we have that is a natural ability and gift that every human being has is shut off. Um, And so, you know, as we work through clearing and releasing all the things that you've experienced, absorbed, whatever, um, that connection is reestablished, and you are able to start to trust yourself again. You're able to start to see yourself for who you truly are, without the shame, without the embarrassment, without the judgment and the criticism, which is just incredibly damaging.
1: Well, I mean, it's really interesting that the 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 the, the, concept, the children and the parenting thing because that touches on you know also what something that we were wanting to do, which is is the parenting, the, the conscious parenting, and one of the things with kids, um, I have noticed is that they, they, you know, as parents, what what we often try to do is we we try to squeeze. We, our children come to us with these things that we don't understand, and it's beyond. We know that they, you know, what well, we know that they've picked up on stuff, and they're seeing things, and they're feeling things, and they're very very sensitive to that. Adults can't, who've cut themselves off from these things, you know, as a parent, all you want to do is help your child. Mm. So when they come to you with something that you don't know the answer to, you have to squeeze that problem into a box that you can help them with at the cost of not actually listening to or giving the child the space to actually teach you what it is that they are seeing and feeling and so by doing that already as you say they they then become constricted and they stop they stop trusting they stop they stop trusting themselves and they and they trust you because you're their parent but they also know that you can't help them because you haven't understood and that's when the first breakdown comes. The first breakdown comes when they come to you and they say, but you know, but I have a, somebody on the end of my bed who talks to me every night and you say, no, 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 you are just dreaming about it. Don't worry, it's fine if you just come and get me and I'll give you a glass of water and you'll feel better. They, because you're their mother, they naturally trust you and they, and they want to make you feel better about helping them. And they also start doubting themselves because they're children. And that is where we start to do the damage rather than saying, okay, well, you know, let, you know, what did he say? And what did you say? And if he's scaring you, why is he scaring you? As if you were literally talking about a person or you know, even saying, well, next time he comes, come and get me because I'd love to talk to him and living it with them so that they can develop it. We don't need to believe it because there are many parents who aren't, aren't going to believe it. We don't need to believe it. We just need to believe them. And in doing that, and we will naturally open our minds and help them, because then it's also about helping them already at that point to find their own solutions. It's not about us imposing our solutions. It's about helping them, giving them the tools to, to find their own. And so even you know, for little kids who, those fears start when they're little, but if we teach them as little children how to confront their fears, and try and find the ways in which they can, they can find a solution by themselves, we give them an amazing tool to go, to go through life because often in our adulthood, we are responding in the same way we did when we were children. And it's like, I'm scared. I need someone to, 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 to tell me that this is okay or I need, to, I need to shut it down because it frightens me. So I'm not going to look at it. And then we go through life shutting things down not looking at things that that frighten us and we find ourselves with a whole load of baggage later in our life because sooner or later we have to you know the, the, the 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 bill has to be paid sooner or later and so we're now in a time in 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 history i think where where there's an there's an opening there's a very rapid opening to understanding that and you know, we've going through history, all these constructs have been put up, you know, whether it's religion, whether it's you know, laws, to control people. And we've now got to the point where we are breaking free of that. We can still not not, not only that, but we're breaking free and becoming better human beings for it. You know, all these rules were and 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 regulations and you know, religious dogma was imposed on people to keep them in control and to stop them running running rampage and causing problems. I think we now have, society has a, um, and, and people have they, have, they have a sense of how they are supposed to be in this world that we got to that point in history. So now they can open up and say, no, we don't need to blindly obey and go down a route, because that is the route that we have been told. We can open our minds and find out and heal ourselves and be, look into ourselves, become better and more connected human beings, which will naturally make the world a better place. I mean, I think that's, and, and we're in that moment. We're in that moment of, of the bridge, I think.
0: I think it's also, you know in, if we look back in history, a lot of the things that were put in place, the rules, the regulations, the dogma, et cetera, was put in place to keep people safe. And that was because there was an incredible amount of ignorance. People were not educated. People didn't have access to information the way that we have access to information now. And I'm of the opinion is there is no excuse for ignorance at this point in our in our world. There is absolutely no, no excuse. We Man, have everybody, everybody has the internet now everybody everybody has Everyone the can internet can educate themselves on anything they don't need to be uneducated if they don't understand something they can research it they can google it um and i and i think that you know, we must also be careful about judging the past, because we're in this massive shift in human consciousness that is taking us from one way of being to a new way of being, which is a completely natural evolutionary process. So the past has served its purpose, those rules, those regulations, that dogma served a purpose, But now we're in this transformation where we are moving away from that, and moving into a different space of, human consciousness and as a result of that we are needing to embrace new things we are needing to find new solutions we're needing to find new ways of living we're needing to find new ways of being in the planet with ourselves with each other um, and a way that that brings back balance and harmony and 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 a deep understanding of the sacredness of our lives and and what we are as human beings are truly here to do and I think we've, you know, m- most of humanity has lost that, that purpose, you know, we all come with our individual soul purpose, but there's a collective purpose that humanity steps into when we are born, and that collective purpose is as stewards of the earth, and we have lost that purpose. We have so di- removed ourselves and disconnected ourselves from the planet, from, from nature, that we have forgotten what that purpose is and which is partly why so many people are feeling lost feeling lost so many people are feeling disconnected so many people are feeling overwhelmed so many people are going into crisis why there is so much trauma and why there is so much abuse because if we can all remember our original purpose from a soul perspective and a human perspective We suddenly recognize the connections that we have we won't want to abuse something or some someone we won't want to harm anyone or anything Mm -hmm. we won't want to create disturbances within our own self. um, From a physical level within the planet and and within humanity, we will all work towards creating a space of connection and peace. um, which. That's that's certainly the life that I I strive to live, mm-hmm. um, and 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 attempt to show others what is how it is possible and what it and, and what is possible in that regard.
1: No, I mean as you say, I, mean, I think you know you're right. Obviously, the the, the history the history it brought us to this point, point. and the fact is that but you know as we pro- progressed over the centuries. We've got to a point now in history. I mean, we are—you know—we are. You know, we are the, the, the world is in literally in the palm of our hands. We can all go anywhere, do anything, connect to anything. We can be. Everybody can be educated. You can be in a in the desert, in in deepest darkest, anywhere, and you you still have a cell phone. So there is, ed, you know, the most education. The most, even though there's still obviously poverty, but there is still everybody has access to education. But as such, because there has been a huge speeding up of success, money, all these things, you know, everybody started to you know, now everybody can, if you have a good idea, you can, you can earn money. You could so Success started to become a barometer and financial success started to become a barometer. And it seems as if everything has sped up so fast that we have now got to a point where it's out of control because we have lost by going so fast and by success becoming the, the beacon of, of, everybody's, of everybody's life, they have, they've literally elevated themselves off the ground. They're just moving so fast that they don't have time to connect, to think, to question, to ask themselves if, they are, if what they are doing is right, if, if they are harming, if they are hurting, whether it's the whether it's the, the the planet or whether it's their their fellow man, asking themselves if they're living their sole purpose or not. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about I have to be successful, and that's you know that's the flip side of the of the of the internet is that we are fed to believe that we have to be something, mm-hmm. and we have to have a voice, and we have to have money, and we have we can always be better, and so we've lost. Sight of actually where we came from. And so what, if I understand correctly, what you're saying is it's about stopping and literally grounding. We need to stop and we need to take a moment and reconnect and take a, a whole new look at what we have been doing and where we are going and why. And the big why, because Many, many people right now, and one of the reasons there's so much crisis during COVID is because everybody had to stop. They had to stop, they had no choice. And all of a sudden they are faced with their choices. They are faced with how they have lived over the last however many years, their choices they've made, the people they've been married to, the the way they've been earning their money. And many of those people go into crisis because they realize that is not what they want to be doing. And suddenly they are overwhelmed with with sadness and depression. And I mean, the amount of depression through COVID wasn't just because we were isolated. Because if you're isolated and you are fulfilled and content and at peace, above all, if you are at peace with where you are in in this world at this moment with yourself, then there's no reason to be miserable. You just take it as, okay, so I'm going to be alone for a year and a half. That's fine, but when, you, when that, that stillness brings in all the realizations that you haven't had, that's when you go into crisis. And I think that's a large part of what's going on now. So it's a very good example of how much the whole planet needs to stop, take stock, and have the courage to move in a different direction there are many who will say no you know what i'm exactly where i want to be and this is what i want to do and that's fine they do it consciously but i would i would suggest that the majority if they really felt that they were able to to go inside and discover really is this where i want to be and what i want to be doing that they would shift their direction some would shift it 360 degrees others even if it's only 20 but they would Open up to a different way of being, and that's what we need to, as you say, we need to share. We want to share because that because this is possible for everybody. It's possible for everybody. They just have to stop and listen, listen, and be,
0: and be willing. And, and, and well, maybe it's even more than just being willing. It's it's making a choice because you can continue in the old way, but you will be faced with challenge. You will be faced with with unpleasant experiences and you will be pushed and forced through crisis because we're in this time of transformation and no one's getting off the bus you know we're all on it um and this is and partly because it's not just a human transformation it's a planetary transformation We can't get off the planet unless of course you you choose to to exit your your body and 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 die physically um Otherwise you you're on you're on the planet, you're here, it's time for transformation.
1: You better make the best of it. <laughs> Basically. And that you know, on that note, I mean I think that 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 those are the things that we want to look at going forward in these podcasts is that we want to look at fear, at how people are defined by their fears and how they, you know, there is no, as you say, there is no, you have to be, you have to be willing, but you have to be um you have to be prepared to choose to take a path that may be uncomfortable, but that it leads to uh, to liberation. Because as long as we stand where we are in our our safety, behind the the things, that the the fears that we have that we don't want to move through, we will never actually get to that place of liberation. There's no shortcut, there's no over around or under, there is no way but forward. So unless we actually move through our fears, move through our blocks, move through, and and learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, which is Mm. what we think about a lot, move through that and actually feel it and know that that actually we spend an awful lot of our life uncomfortable anyway. So we might as well do it by choice. (laughs) We might as well say, I am choosing to go in this direction, not just that I'm going to feel it and try and avoid it because you're gonna feel it anyway. So, and, and through that, once you walk through that, that is where your freedom lies. And that I think is you know, what, we, what we will be talking about a lot in the weeks to come.
0: No, I think that the, the, there are a lot of conversations that we can have around all of these topics and we most certainly will be um, discussing, certainly the, the, the challenges that we face, but also the solutions. So.
1: Above all the solutions, but first of all, we need to help people recognize that, that what the, those things are the, challenge, are the blocks, because often people don't realize what the blocks look like, so that those behaviors or those responses are blocks, and that then there are the solutions. And we're also going to have, invite people that we're going to talk to, to help us demonstrate these, these ways forward. So it should be an in, we should have some interesting discussions coming
0: up. Certainly will be. So we've come to the the end of our time now. So um, I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation. And if you could subscribe to our podcast um, and you'll be notified as as to when the next upload is available. So thank you all. Thank you so much, Fiorenza. It's been wonderful as always to connect with you. And um, I look forward to chatting in the future.
1: Thank you, Kate. See you soon.